Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 36. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clawson and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? You know, Gardner, usually I have a little anecdote to add in right before these episodes start. I got nothing this week, so let's just get into it. I've just noticed that um, we're all wearing white shirts right now, which is pretty interesting. You're only going to be able to see this during the clip that we upload later this week, but just pretty interesting, kind of funny. So honestly, that just, you know, I think that's a good omen, if anything, for how good this episode's going to be. So let's see. Nice and clean. It's a great point, Steve. It's a great yeah. point. I think the baseball gods are with us. Baseball gods, we're not with Ryan Weber this week, though. Man, it's uh, got shipped off pretty quickly. I don't think anybody's really a that guy right now. Yeah, well, I don't really want to talk about him, actually. Uh, so we'll we'll touch on that later. But uh, we got the mini sweep going on in Atlanta. Is this is this Christian Arroyo's team right now? I don't know if it's Christian Arroyo's team, but Christian Arroyo is making the case that he is one of, like, the guys. Like, when you think Boston Red Sox, you think J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, and then you think maybe – Somewhere along that list is Christian Arroyo. You know what I can think of? Amazon, like, you know, like the Amazon delivery trucks? Like, yeah. Amazon is the Boston Red Sox. And the delivery trucks is Christian Arroyo. Because without the delivery trucks carrying the load, then the Red Sox, a.k.a. Amazon, don't get, don't deliver. That makes sense. It's an, it's, an, it's an interesting point there, Klaus. I'm not. Uh, I had to. I had to draw that one out as I was talking. So yeah, I, I could get a map to where you were going with that. That would be great. It's like uh, like here and here, and then just like because the listeners can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. the listeners can see. Klausen put two fingers up on either side of his head and then did a zigzag in between each finger. So I made it. I just was everywhere. Yeah. All right. I'm moving on past this. No, uh, so first thing I want to say about Christian Ray, I feel like I've touched on this before, maybe not really on the show, but when we picked him up last year, this was a guy who I was kind of like, you know what? Maybe this isn't, this is not a terrible pickup because uh, in the past, he was like the top prospect traded for Evan Longoria a couple years ago. Like people forget about that. Like he was supposed to be the next like third, like or third or second baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays. He didn't really pan out that way. He got released. He played like a game for Cleveland and then Heim picked him up like low risk, high reward. And I think we're seeing the kid's potential right now. Like, I don't know if he's an everyday starting second baseman yet, but like he's getting there and he's doing it with a lot of confidence too. I mean, this is a classic Heim Bloom move, you know, Mm-hmm. Low risk, high reward. Pick a guy up. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll surprise everybody. And so far, that's been the case. I think that his recent performance has been really good. And the performance he had towards the very, very beginning of the season was also really good. And then in between there, he was, you know, I think who he, he got, might level out to be. He got hurt there for a little bit too. Yeah, so... I'm thinking that he's going to end up being somewhere in between those two kind of guys that we saw so far. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like you said, he's playing with a tremendous amount of confidence. If you I don't think look at him, 
he hasn't hit a home run yet where he doesn't just like have an incredibly sweet bat flip like every single one all they've also been all really 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 clutch home runs like last night you know the braves come back uh richard scare richards did not bring the good stuff they blow the lead and then arroyo comes up two outs and just bombs one bombs one and he's done that with literally every home run that he's hit so far um and yeah i think it was two weeks ago when we were recording he hit his first home run against Houston there. And we desperately needed that win. And ever since then, I mean, he's just, he's been the guy. It's like the, the situation finds him and he takes advantage of it. And again, I, uh, I was actually listening back to one of our, or a part of our like season predictions episode. And I was like, this is going to be a prove it year for a lot of guys. Like whoever wants it is going to grab it. And Christian Arroyo, man, he is, he's being that guy right now. He wants he's it. grabbing. Yeah. He's, he's grabbing that opportunity by the sack and he's holding on (laughs) i will say that his euro step like right before he went to third base that left a little bit to be desired on that one i'm not gonna lie i don't know if that would ascend i don't really know if that would put him in the Celtics starting five um might have fit him in in the 76ers starting five if anybody saw the second half of that game last night oh yeah yeah if you listen to uh last week's episode one of the ask on bridge questions was what sport would the Sox be best at besides baseball? And I'll tell you what, just looking at that little Euro step Oreo put out, I'm, I don't think the answer is basketball, at least for that guy. I don't think so either. How many guys on the team you think could dunk? Most of them, probably. You think? A lot. Most of them. A, a lot of them, yeah. I mean, do, Well, then, who, who do you think couldn't dunk? Like Kike? Vasco, I think Kike can. Vasco? I think Kike can. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna say, like, maybe one guy in the rotation and the bullpen can dunk yeah how tall they are yeah like six four six they're like six feet like most guys are like six to six two what the guys in the starting rotation yeah like in general i feel like yeah in baseball no i'm talking about pitchers yeah no i'm I'm talking about pitchers included yeah i think most of the guys on the team can dunk i think vasquez no chance i can't see it you think I don't think I could see Devers getting up there? Nah, maybe. Maybe he's, he's more of a mini counts. hoop guy. Who knows? Verdugo could definitely slam it down. Definitely. Yeah. Dahlbeck can. Dahlbeck's, can Dahlbeck's about that. a sure thing. A, a dunker, as I could put money on on this team. Yeah. Bobby Bogarts, D- I bet. I bet Bogarts touches rim. I bet Bogarts is like Steph Curry. Like he can just like just get up there and flush it in. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, these are all just professional athletes. They all, yeah. I think that, I mean, we've seen Bogarts make a catch on a couple line drives above his head that you're just think to yourself, how did he get up there? And I think that they, most of these guys, tall or not tall, I mean, Mookie Betts can dunk, and he's just like an athletic dude. Uh, not that he's on the Sox anymore, but I think like just – Sox won the trade. At him, at looking at him, for example, it's like you don't need to be too tall to dunk especially when you're just a professional athlete steve real quick i think the red sox won the mookie Betts trade oh i don't think that they won i and i know that they won here's a fact right now this is a fact i'm just stating facts this is not opinionated at all uh we're gonna go player a and player b i'm gonna ask you guys who you would rather have this year okay i mean i already know what you're gonna say all right well anyway and I'm also not going to include war in this because war is just a made-up stupid step, but whatever. 
Worst uh, player A number. is hitting. War stinks. War is a fraud. Uh, player A is hitting 253 this year with 25 home runs and or 25 RBI and eight home runs. And 25. player <laughs> B, yeah, no, not 25 home runs. Eight home runs, 25 RBI. Player B is hitting 261 with eight home runs and 31 RBI. Um, just by those stats, who would you rather have this year? I'd rather have Hunter Renfro. That's a good point, Steve. That would be – player B was Hunter Renfro. Player A was Mookie Betts. We're not going to look at the OPS. We're not going to look at the war. I think, However, I think that would be outfield assist to compare between. I don't think anybody's beating Hunter Renfro and outfield stat or outfield assists. Um, got an absolute gun. Absolute cannon. He's another guy who I think – not I think – who should be in the lineup every day. He's raking. He had another – Big hit there in the first inning last night uh, in Atlanta. I mean, the offense was hot the last two days. Can't say the same for the pitching rotation. Well, but... if you if you looked at the starting lineup, it seems like Hunter Renfro is the guy right now that's going to play right field every day. He, yeah, and I mean, he's kind of like started to cement his spot as the sixth hitter in that lineup. I mean, for a while there was Vasquez. Vasquez, you know, he's – Hasn't done a lot with the bat lately, which is okay. Uh, but Renfro's right up there. And, I mean, he's a guy we can count on. Uh, the problem spot is still leadoff. We still don't have that concrete guy. Like last night, who was it? Marwin was leading off. That's, and then, Yeah, that's a terrible. As much as I like Marwin, the guy has no business being the leadoff hitter for this team. He's as good as a sure out as position players come. This team reminds me, in a way, of the 2013 team because – Yeah, I'm waiting for because. I'm waiting for the – Okay. The reason because is if you look at that 2013 roster, not the most impressive group of guys. However, they all had career years. Like Mike Carp, man, just disappeared after 2013. Like Daniel Nava never really had a great season after that. Same thing could be said for like – Johnny Gomes, Clausen. Hey, you're just entirely wrong. I'm not entirely wrong. They all had like their best season in 2013. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. But to say that in 2013 was just a band of misfits. Oh no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not. Well, saying you are that saying about... that. You're, no, you're not, mentioning not... that guys like Mike Carp had career years. Hold on, and that's why they went off. He did. That's a fact. I'm I not. But... Gardner's point. I'm trying to pick up his point. I think he's just. I'm just. I haven't. I haven't finished my point. All right, continue. Uh, if, you, if you go where I think you're going, then you're just entirely wrong. All I'm saying is that those guys, those guys, they're not the most impressive bunch of names. All of, Like, most of them were. I mean, I'm not denying that John Lester is on that team. The Jacoby Ellsbury, Dustin Majori, David Ortiz, like, those guys were all great. But the role players, i.e. Marwin Gonzalez, Krishna Arroyo, they – or I'm talking about the guys on the 2013 team. They had hits at the right time. And that's kind of what's happening with the 2021 team as well as those guys who are not hitting uh, as well. They're getting hits at the right time. And also, Klaus, I don't want to hear that Mike Carp didn't have a career year because uh, he hit 296 with nine home runs and proceeded to play less than 100 games in the majors after that. I mean, I'm just saying that like this team, the, the 2013 team was kind of carried by like the postseason was carried by David Ortiz. The man hit like 700. 
Oh yeah, no, they they had no business like winning the World Series that year. No. I mean, they hit like under 200 in the playoffs. No. But when you look at like the star power, like Martinez is raking at least the the core four of Martinez, Verdugo, uh, Xander, and Devers. Like that core four is just kind of raising this offense to yeah. what it is. We're 2013, and like 2013 was a lot of role players that came together. Where this team, like Marwin, sucks at the plate. Dude's hitting like below 200. And Renfro is on a hot streak now. We'll see if it keeps up, but he's not having an extraordinary year above other years. Listen, I'm not denying that our core is like fantastic. Like I would argue, actually, I'm not even going to argue. It's a fact that our two through five hitters are the best in baseball right, uh, right now. In fact, I think they put a graphic up last night with like the, the numbers, the three through five hitters, and they were top two and like, almost every category in MLB, but like those guys have had timely hits. Like Marwin's got two home runs. That first one was when they were wearing the city connect uniforms. He had that big go ahead solo shot. The other one was against the Yankees and the Bronx to tie it up. So, I mean, guys are just getting hits at the right time. And that's, that is the the thing with a good team is that that happens. And I like it. (laughs) Because if people don't know, in 2013, the Red Sox won the World Series. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that this isn't the worst comparison of all time because we do have those stars, those four guys, similar to how the 2013 team had a, like, a similar like core of star power guys. And I think your point that our role players are similar to the 2013 role players in a sense where we have guys that are just kind of doing their job when they need to do their job to kind of quote Bill Belichick. And I think that comp is okay right now, but we're not even really at the all-star break yet. So until we really get down to the wire on this season, Steve, I see what you did there. Yeah, that was an accident, but shout out. (laughs) But until we really get like, you know, towards when it really is going to matter, the division race is getting close, all that stuff. And we're going to see who really has like what it takes to push this team to the next level. I don't think that we can really make sure that that comparison is, you know, extremely sound. That's fair. That's fair. All I'm going to, I'm going to finish this argument with saying the Red Sox are currently on pace for 98 wins. Oh, really? Better than their 2013 record by one game. I'm also just going to, I'm going to finish mine and say, I think it's, unfair to compare probably any other baseball like maybe the the Tampa Bay Rays of last year to the 2013 Red Sox because I'm looking at this roster now and like in short order these guys were back on the bench within like two years like half of the starting lineup the only guys that were like that were good that year Ortiz was solid. I mean, all these guys had timely hits. They all had career years. I'm not, I'm not like bashing them at all. They won the world series, but they did. But like the team was pretty much Dustin Pedroia, David Ortiz and Jacoby Ellsbury's like final good year was that year. Look, they were, they were carried by momentum. This is an okay comp right now. This is just kind of planting the seed that maybe we're going to be able to look out for, this comparison to maybe develop into something that's actually going to be significant later in the season. But for now, we're going to leave it where it is and keep an eye on it. There's nobody saying that like it's a one for one, but let's just keep an eye on it. And maybe when it really gets down to 
Uh, and season, like I said, in the playoffs, we're gonna we're gonna see. It's a good Steve, point. You said, Steve, you settled that like you were settling an argument between sixth graders. Do you have any experience with that? Uh, sometimes, yes, I do. Sometimes. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Let's uh let's round it back to these games. I want to talk about these. Yeah, games. definitely. First off, I cannot. I couldn't stand seeing the Braves hit a home run every time this series because Pablo would put that stupid, uh, what's it called, panda helmet on. I just didn't like that seeing is, that. Anyways, I needed, I needed to get that out of the way. We got to um, go all the way back to the Blue Jays. Yeah, we still haven't even talked about the Blue Jays series. When we last left off, we were going into the series against the Blue Jays, and I think we all were pretty confident on taking three out of four from uh, the Blue Jays. We split. We'll take it. Um, but yeah, let's, let's break down the series. We got a lot to talk about here. All right. So game one dub, right? Win. That was a huge comeback. Huge comeback. Yeah. That was so, the Verdugo. Steve, wait, no, Steve, you weren't at that game. Was that I, the I was game four? It was a game four. So that was the Verdugo walk-off, right? What game one? Game one. I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So hold on. Let me pull, pull some stuff up. If anybody is stuff to supplement this with go for it okay yeah so the walk-off and the walk-off in the ninth it was six five the blue jays had twice as many hits than us that game which was pretty crazy whitlock got the win Who started? garrett whitlock uh yeah looks like wow it. man good for him uh arroyo homered bobby homered and overall, that was a good kind of tone setter for the for the series. I thought that that was going to be give us a little bit more momentum going into the next three games. And evidently, Steve did it. It did not. It did not. Uh, oh no! Subsequently, the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Nick Pavetta pitched a shutout the next night. Is that not true? Uh, Followed up by a Martin Perez no hitter. My internet's a little bit behind from that Blue Jays series because they were playing in Buffalo. Uh, Garner, I hope you're sitting down because I hate to break it to you, but Nick Pavetta took I'm his first s- actual took his first actual loss in a Red Sox uniform the other night. I'm just gonna choose not to believe that, Clawson. Yeah, so he's still eight and zero to you. He's still eight and zero to me. He should so, be seven and one. He should be. That was. Bogus. We well, about long story short, Pavetta did not pitch very great, unfortunately. Stephen Matz somehow just <laughs> owned the Red Sox offense, even though he's like not very good at pitching. He was very good at pitching that particular day. You know I what they say? You guys ever hear that saying? Any given any given Sunday. Uh, that was kind of Stephen Matz that one day. <laughs> So seven speaking, to two. Speaking of any given Sunday, uh, Red Sox, Red Sox didn't exactly bring it on Sunday either. Yeah, it was um, one given Sunday for the Blue Jays. It I was. Out, hold on, I want to throw out for the Saturday game too that the Red Sox pitching staff let up one, two, three, four, five home runs, and then the next day on Sunday, for those of you who don't know, this was a just a slaughter a murder Steve, you should preface it by saying that the red sox set some records at fenway on sunday it's pretty impressive i don't think the red sox set some records well they technically did their pitching staff set some records yeah a, a negative record for sure i mean it's still a record it's impressive yeah um 
anytime you do something the best or worst in a 110 year history of anything i think that's impressive i'll say that it's noteworthy for sure that's a better i'll give it the word noteworthy all right so uh, the red sox let out one two three four five six seven eight home runs i think on sunday lost that game 18 to 4 Bogarts and Bobby D homered on that note. Let's move on to Monday's night. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. There's one other thing I want to talk about this in this game. Do you really like need to talk about anything else? for? Yes. Like, yes. No, we do. We do. And I'm going to tell you why. And I, you probably just forgot. Marwin Gonzalez and Christian Arroyo were somehow the best pitchers on the staff on Sunday. Marwin Gonzalez mixing 43, throw in the 80 mile per hour stuff, Christian Arroyo, find a way to get outs. Both should have had uh, one, two, three innings, or at least shutout innings, but damage was averted. And I, I got to say, it's always fun seeing the position guys pitch. Yeah, I think it's fun too, but maybe the Blue Jays took a book out of good old Tony Arusa and decided that let's not shell the position players right now as we're already up a significant amount. Rowdy Telez didn't obviously get that memo. Yeah. He's just an outlier. <laughs> Anyways. Isn't, isn't, he the guy, isn't Rowdy Telez the guy that broke Ted Williams' record at Fenway for the longest home run? Yes. He was the guy who supposedly like hit one 30 feet farther than the Red Sea. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. You were like 100 feet short. In fact, I think they like deleted the footage of the clip because they were like – <laughs> yeah, the day the day a ball gets hit to the guy sitting right behind the red seat the nesson crew is going to be freaking out in the booth they're they're not going to know what to do with themselves well, the production they're... truck is going to like implode <laughs> the red seat is realistically like 600 feet away from home plate and um it's impossible to hit a ball I've li- i literally this was my closing out the ninth thought last week like it's so fake there's no way it happened but yeah all right anyway Oh, also Ryan Weber would just like threw himself to the Lions. I got to say, I kind of applaud him for just doing what he did. Like coming up, Cora was like, listen, if we need long relief on Sunday, you're going to have to give it to us no matter what. And let me tell you, he gave it to the team no matter what. Gave up 11 runs and they were just like, man, until your arm falls off, you're out there. I don't care what happens. That's why you have to be careful whenever you say the phrase, no matter what. Because, yeah, like you said, Brad Weber really gave it to him no matter what. Yeah. But Monday's game. Oh, Monday's game. That was a different – that was a a wild change of pace between Sunday and Monday. Guardy is frozen on my screen right now. so Hey, he is. Finally, I'm not the only one who's (laughs) – internet's wet in the bed. Right, yeah. Monday's game. I was – yeah, you're back. I mean, you're not back. Oh, no. Eh, Whatever. There we go. I'm back. I'm back. All right. So next, time he free, next time he freezes, I got something to say. Oh, great. <laughs> Can't wait till I have to wait until tomorrow to hear that. Going from an 18 to 4 game on Sunday to a 2 to 1 game on Monday, where Nathan Valdi was nails. I was there. Fortunately, my friend took me to the game. We were six rows behind the home dugout. Pretty nice seats. Everybody gave Valdi a standing ovation. You know, he deserved it. He absolutely did. Uh, our first run. Trying to think of how that got. We how did we get our first round that game? 
That was the didn't someone hit one off the monster or who is in left? I think, Teoscar? I think somebody somebody rounded all the bases and then touched home plate. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I can't really argue with that one for sure. But anyway, it was the it was the ninth inning. I was like, all right. Don't they I only need... play they only play nine innings, right? Yeah, that's, that's the last thing. Yeah, it was supposed to. That's the last uh, thing. That's the last thing. So Matty B came out. He's feeling good. He's feeling confident. One out. Boom. Nice. Colleen. Second guy comes up to bat. Two outs. That's exactly the order you'd like to go. One, two. Preferably, usually, after one, two, you go three. You're done with the game. Started recording the game and myself, waiting for something good to happen and i will tell you that nothing good happened when vladimir vladimir guerrero came up to bat with the absolute wagon that he is and possesses he hit that ball i think further (laughs) further than i've ever seen a ball get hit like i think i'm almost in any game maybe it was the angle was deceptive because uh it went over the monster by about 45 feet and i was like <laughs> at uh we i was at the like the dugout so it just absolutely got shot and i was extremely depressed and luckily maddie b bounced back and got the third out but you guys were obviously had to be watching the game at home right and the nesson crew reaction to that was comical it was just like on contact they like suffered strokes they were like oh no (laughs) oh no like i didn't even like they didn't even have to turn the camera to know that that ball was going on to the mass pike like it was just vladdy's reaction i can't remember if ek was on the call i think he was ek was just everybody in the world knew ek was beside beside himself beside himself um, but yeah, I saw that and I was just like, all right, <laughs> gonna have to do it in the ninth. I mean, Barnes just kind of hung one there. He's been so good all year, but you can't do that to the, to the current best hitter in the American league. It's also worth hitter noting, the league kid. Yeah. It's also worth noting that, uh, with that fourth home or with that home run, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Had hit four home runs in four consecutive games at Fenway park being the only visitor, I believe in the history of the park slash franchise to do so which is pretty impressive especially for a young kid like that but jokes on him because our young stud raffy raffy devers came through with us with a clutch technically uh single off the monster to put us ahead two to one win the game and that was a that was a really good game to uh to go to it was a pretty exciting game not a ton of offense but you know you don't need a ton of offense to enjoy a game when your starter is going out there and just dealing left and right. So good way to end the series. Fantastic point. Steve, if I recall, you said you had quite the story for us, which I've been waiting oh, on week yeah, four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So given where I was sitting, say one last time for the people listening at home, six rows behind the home dugout. Many times when an inning is over, especially when the Red Sox are fielding, they take the ball that was just used to make the last out and they toss it into the crowd. What happened was 
everybody, you know, was standing up like, oh, where's he going to throw the ball right now? And he threw the ball, what looked to be coming directly towards me, if not a little high. So I was standing, standing in front of my seat and I saw the ball and I was like, oh, wow, it actually is coming directly at me, but it was a little high. So I gave it a little, a little jump, like give it a little jump, nothing huge, you know, I'm not jumping out of my shoes over here. Just gave it a little hop, give me a, give myself a little bit of an extra reach. And as I jumped, a lot of hands went up. So I kind of like got distracted. Touching the me, next touching thing me. I know, what? Touching me, touching you. Yeah. All that jazz. It was a little early for that, but it was a pre, it was a preview. A lot, so, a lot of people touching each other. Yeah. Too many, I'd say. In themselves. But anyway, if you can paint this mental picture in your head, or if I can for you, I'm in front of my seat on the end of the row, half in the aisle, about three inches off the ground with my hands in the air. I lose sight of the ball, feel something hit me on the top of the head, fall <laughs> straight on my butt into the aisle and open my eyes and look for the ball because I know that it just hit me directly in the top of the head. And I look to the guy sitting to my left, myself, aisle, guy on the left. And a baseball is sitting directly in his lap. This guy did not move a single muscle to even attempt to catch this ball. But my head decided that it would be a good idea to just give it to him. So one more time, Red Sox player throws the ball into the stands. Wait, I wait, who flipped it? Is it Goodwin? I, don't, I have no idea, honestly. Who it's the, the ball. first base coach. I think I got a concussion. Short-term memory loss? Yeah. Ball in the air, Steve in the air, ball in the head, ball goes to the guy sitting to the left of me. This guy turns around. There was a group of uh, uniformed, uh, what I believe to be active soldiers sitting there. He turns around and gives it to this woman. I stand up and all I can do is look at the lady and go, thank you for your service. I hope you roll the ball that just hit off my head. And I turned around and sat in my seat. That is the story of how I got bonked on the head by a ball. There's no, there's no footage of this. Like, there's no Nesson footage of this. Uh, if there is Nesson footage of this, I would love it. I would love it, and I hope that somebody somewhere enjoyed seeing that ball just absolutely cronk, like bonk me in the head. Steve, where people like, because you know when when foul balls go in the stands and people drop the ball, people start booing. Yeah, people start booing you. No, people cheered because the the, the lady in the uniform had it. I, I said to the guy, "You should have had it." I said, "Would to you have guy, given it to her if you had caught it?" I would have given it to the small child behind me. Right. That was my Cla- classy move. Good deed. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity. I even said to the guy that caught the ball off my head, "I said, you know how hockey has double assists. That's what just happened from me to you to her. We all get a point." Fantastic analogy. Fantastic analogy. Yep. Uh, so you saw Steve Peralt too. Yeah, I saw Steve. I, Steve was at the game. Sent him a sent him a quick message. Hey, Steve. Also at the game. Wanna, you know, maybe I'll see you during or after. And he said, "Yeah, I'm uh, gonna be in the concourse for a couple minutes behind the bullpen after the game. You want to come by? We'll talk about the game for a couple minutes." So I talked about the game for a couple minutes. You know, snapped a quick pic. And the uh, the virtual reality dugout that they got going on over there it was weird. Oh yeah, you, I'm not gonna lie. You, you, 
you punked me pretty well. I thought you're in the real dugout. I was <laughs> like, man, that is awesome. Still really cool. That would have been cool, but yeah, Steve's cool guy. He had a he, he had a run pretty quick because he had to record section ten like as soon as he got back. He's a busy individual, that Steve Carell. Very, very busy. Busy, busy, busy. Um so moving on to Tuesday, or was that an off day? Tuesday we played uh the Braves. Tuesday, Wednesday, Braves. and today's Thursday. Red Sox much needed off day. Their bullpen. Needs... No, they have a game today. No, they don't. Playing the Royals. They're off today. They're playing the Royals tomorrow. What's today? They're off today. Yeah, they're they off. They are off today. And they have Monday off. And they have Monday off. That's I, big. What am I going to do with myself? I don't know, but they played Woo! They played 16 days in a row. Yeah, they need it bad. Who the heck was that guy that they got for cash? Oh, sorry, I apologize for the sirens. Uh, Way to go. Wait, no, that's, that's me. No, that's me. That's all me. I'm outside right now. Uh, oh, wait, no, it is you. I muted him. <laughs> sorry. So people should should be more conscious when they fall down the stairs. I have less emergencies. Yeah, come on. Boy. <laughs> I hope wherever that yeah. is I hope, I hope whoever needs that is... <laughs> It's okay. Um, yeah, who is this guy we call it? Uh, Yaxen Rios. Is that his? Yaxel Rios. Oh, big Cash. yuck. The big yak. Big yak. Uh, first big of yuck. all, I feel terrible for Michael Chavis. Just get up and down, up and down, up and down. But, yeah, the big yak came up last night. He got uh, one out. That was about it. It was the, the debut. Big yak lowered his ERA from 9 to 8.1. So, only up from here, I guess. Wait, See if, what? How do you lower his ERA? I thought he'd never been up here before. He like, hadn't. He was with Seattle. We traded him for, for like 10 bucks, I think. Oh, recently? Yeah, like the day we the day Ryan Weber got released, they uh traded. Let's see here. What was the transaction? June 14th, which was on Big Yacht for Monday. balls and a large yeah. Seattle Mariners traded Yaxel Rios to the Boston Red Sox for cash. Think they're going to regret that trade? They might. They might. Speaking, this is a hell of a segment right here. Speaking of trades from Seattle to Boston for relief pitchers, makes me think of a guy named Carson Smith, who pulled an all-time loser move last night on Twitter. Uh, many of you, I'm sure, did not see it because the tweet was only up for like five minutes. But uh, last night, obviously, Jacob DeGrom was pitching. He uh, started off really well, eight strikeouts in three innings, and he was going up against – Well, eight and three? That's a lot. He, yeah, he was dealing. What did he, what did he finish with? Everybody. He left the game due to injury after the oh, third you're right. You're Wasn't right. it like right shoulder tightness or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I – can't believe I'm saying this, but Robert Stock lasted longer in the game than Jacob DeGrom did. Can't actually believe he's pitching for a first-place team right now. Confusing process. You think You think Robert Stock just took a bunch of Roman swipes and wiped them all over himself? Okay, he might have. Also, uh, shut up, Brandon. Whoa. That Whoa. was No free ads, bro. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to have to timestamp this. What time is it? 4.48? All right. Wait Our good friend Brandon had one of the best tweets at us. 
I, I genuinely like, laughed out loud. I, I actually was like dying laughing. He goes, it was a video of Chris Sale on the mound, uh, starting to, you know, get back into his throwing program. And he goes, if watching our ace doesn't get your old Willie excited, like uh, the ad we just mentioned, I don't know what else will. That's pretty funny. You know what we've forgotten? Um, to do? You know what I forgot to do before that? we started recording? And now I'm going to like need to like have somebody do it for me. Ask on bridge questions. No, I would. I forgot to go grocery shopping earlier. Okay. Did you really, Steve? <laughs> yeah. That is such a shame to hear. However, do I have the solution for you? Instacart. Instacart is an online grocery delivery app. Allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient you need to make your famous dish. Or you're like Steve, you're a busy man. Don't have time to go to the grocery store. Order it through Instacart. Delivery straight to your door in as fast as one hour. It's pretty quick. You can shop multiple stores, see details in your area that will help you save money and every item is hand selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs always handle items with care make sure everything gets to your place in one piece and do we have a special little promotion for you just in time for father's day use this use our code in the podcast description the link before june 20th which would be in two days to receive free shipping on your first order over $35 and help support your boys at gone bridge Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Boston again with another fantastic piece of math right there. It's a link. I just said the notes in our podcast description. You said use the code. Same thing. Same thing. It's all right. The people um, know what to do. So last week, the show was brought to us by Lenny's Easy Appliances. The week before that, we had Dick's Archaeologist Services. This week, the show is brought to us from Layla, the electrician. Need an electrician to come install some new lights, hook up a new TV, or install speakers? Well, Layla is your gal. She's a reputable electrician who's only burned down four houses to the ground. One of her customers wrote a review saying she told us she was going to make our house brighter. I didn't think she was referring to the light she was installing, or I thought she was inferring, referring to the light she was installing, not the fire that burned our house down. Use promo code Layla goes bridge at checkout for a free fist bump at arrival. Layla, the electrician illuminating Boston one fire at a time. Sounds kind of sexist gardener. Why is that? Because they clearly don't think she's a very good at her job, even though Austin, she's. if you very- haven't if you haven't picked up on any of my fake ad reads so far, nobody is good at their jobs in these ad reads. Why and would so- you target? Why would you target this woman then? I've targeted two males before this. I don't want to hear. If you like Gardy's fake ad reads, tweet it. Yeah. I need As- confirmation that people like this. Yeah, this, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you guys this. It's kind of like. I feel like third time has passed, like the tryout stage. Like, does anybody like these? <laughs> I can't tell. tell you guys, what do you guys? I feel like I get, I get minimal laughs. I'm gonna see if we have any. If we get one person that tweets at us and is like, eh, "It's pretty funny," All right. they can stay. Real quick, back on the Carson Smith thing. Uh, so, he, so Degrom obviously leaves after three innings. This, so Jared Carabas. I don't know if anybody knows who he is. Uh, 
unbiased national baseball reporter tweets out, I don't know why the baseball gods don't want us to be happy. If there is one guy they should be protecting this year, it's Jacob DeGrom. You got to agree with Carson Smith, who has not pitched in the big leagues since, what was it, 2018? It's been a Carson Smith, 2018. And the reason why he hasn't. Sorry, I don't know what that text was, Steve. Oh, it's just a timestamp. Just keep going. Okay. Um, anyways, sorry. Uh, yeah, Carson Smith has not pitched in an MLB game since 2018. And this guy tries to stay so relevant on the Red Sox scene on Twitter. But anyway, he tweets at Jared and he goes, shouldn't be that big of a deal to play the game the right way. If you can't pitch without a substance and get out, some people can naturally spin it. They should be rewarded. And this guy got ratioed so fast on Twitter that that tweet was taken down within minutes. Uh, I don't know what the deal is, why you got to come after DeGrom, especially when you can't stay healthy because you punch walls after you get taken out of games. So Carson Smith. Was he trying to say that he's one of the people that can naturally spin it and should be rewarded? I don't know if he was saying that or just referring to like how DeGrom said he wasn't using substance. And now it's like, oh, the two starts since the MLB started cracking down on this, like he's gotten hurt. Like, but just like, okay. Oh, this is an interesting point. Good segue. So, oh, everybody's yeah. familiar with how Tyler Glass now got hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Tyler Glass now partially tore his like, UCL or something. I don't know. Kind of irrelevant. But he uh, he got hurt and he made a statement saying that um, going from using a substance to enhance his grip to not using a substance changes everything about the way you pitch a baseball. And when you change literally everything about the way you pitch, your arm angle is going to change. Your mechanics are going to change. Uh, the way you throw is just going to change. Therefore, you're going to be more likely to get injured. So I'm not saying that that's like kind of in correlation to what's happening to DeGrom because there's no way to really know. But that's an interesting thing that Tyler Glass now brought up that maybe we'll end up seeing a little bit more of uh, as the weeks continue to roll on. Yeah, speaking Definitely. of. Go ahead, Speaking Nelson. of pitchers that likely use <laughs> sticky stuff, Gary Cole had another f- amazing press conference. Um, this dude basically broke down and cried in front of the press. Um, he b- basically was just like, think of think of me saying this in the most like whiny, like five year old little boy voice, just being like, guys, it's really do it, hard. Lawson. Do it. No. Say it in the voice. Steve can do it better than I can. He's just <laughs> like, man, it's really hard. Like. I just want to, I just want to be good. Like, I'm sorry. He actually didn't apologize. He was just like, man, I really just, I just want to be good. This is really hard. Like, don't come at me. Yeah. There's something I'm clearly doing that's wrong. He was like, he's like, guys, it's really, really hard to grip the baseball and nobody can like really actually grip the baseball that well. And that's why everybody uses it. So now that nobody's allowed to like grip the baseball with something like sticky stuff, then like, what are we supposed to do, dude? Like what, like, what do you want from me right now, man? And then he like started crying. I think one of the funniest parts was that he was complaining that he couldn't grip the ball when it was windy. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, I I don't play professional baseball, but I don't know that wind is going to affect how, how, how well I can grip a a ball. Yeah. He explained like what the rosin bag is for. And he's like, the rosin bag is only there to dry your hand. And when you dry your hand, it's like, it makes you grip worse. And that's why people lick their fingers to try and like make the thing. And it's like, ugh. Come on. Go pick up your mailbox, Cole. Come on. All right, it's like that was Dallas Braden. 
he said that in a different video. I got my, my lines crossed right there. But that's a Dallas Parade and ex explained what the rosin bag was about. So if you haven't seen that video, it's interesting. But also watch the Garrett Cole video because he actually looked like he was going to cry. It, it, it was just – it's like a minute and a half. It's great. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Uh, do we have any other closing thoughts on the series against the Braves and the Blue Jays? Blue Jays were bad. Braves, good. Good series. Good mini series. Um, Clawson, you got anything? Uh, I'm just I'm just listening to this video back, and I he just sounds like he just sounds like a kindergartner got like backed into the wall after he cheated on a test. Well, yeah. If I were Garrett Cole, I'd just like refuse to meet with the media from now on. And it's it, just it, so it funny, worse like he looks, every time he, he looks so disheveled. Like his hat is like not really on his head. It looks like he's just like stressed out of his dome about this. Somebody should tell him about like this nifty thing that like the United States has. It's called pleading the fifth. Just like don't answer the question. Just be like, you should pull. You should pull Marshawn Lynch and just be like, I'm only here so I don't get fined. It's a good call. Which I don't know if they do get fined. There'd be they don't meet with the press. If he did anything else, Clawson, I think it would be better than what he has produced, like the past two press conferences. But at the same time, if he gets fined, he's worth three hundred thirty million dollars. So like. 50 grand is a slap on the wrist to that guy. Yeah. I mean, the MLB also just released a new memo in regards to this foreign substance ban and that there's going to be a lot more crackdown, 10 game suspensions being handed out for pitchers that get caught. If a pitcher gets caught and is suspended, then the team is not allowed to replace him with another player for the time of his suspension. So they're just going to be down a player essentially. A lot of stuff like that. It's a long memo. I'm not going to go through it because I haven't read it all yet. To be honest, it's really long. So if you want to know all the stuff that they said, uh, yeah. read it. I mean, last episode, we kind of covered what we thought was going to be coming with this. And we really talked more in depth about our thoughts about it. So if you want to hear more about that, go back to episode 35. <laughs> also check out episode nine because that's literally all we talked about. Episode nine. It's called Bauer's Sticky Stuff. It's called Bauer's Secret Stuff. Secret Stuff. But why, yeah. are my, why are my Bauer, Bauer doesn't use sticky stuff. He uses secret stuff. Yeah. It's secret sticky stuff because it's specific solely to him. I tried to use as many S's as I could there, there. Secret stuff. So anyways, we're going into a series this weekend against the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City, which is going to be big. Red Sox as of recording, are only one game back behind the Tampa Bay Rays who are playing tonight against the Mariners. So hopefully by the end of the – or once this releases, there'll only be a half game, but we'll see. But after this series against the Royals, we got to play the Rays uh, for the first time since that second series where we I want them. the Rays. I oh, want me too. I'm ready. And I uh, it's going to be a big series. I'm excited for it. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll do a little – maybe a second episode after the Rays series. We'll see what happens. Rays have lost two in a row. What? That's not possible. They don't lose. To be fair, though, they're playing the White. They played the White Sox. White Sox, White Sox. White Sox are good. good White team. Sox are good. Maybe they're oh, kryptonite. Uh, go ahead, Clausen. Maybe they're kryptonite. is teams with socks in their name. Mm, maybe. Australia Blue Sox? <laughs> yeah. Rays have no shot toast. against them. Those guys are toast. Should we, should we bring up um, – like the the RPMs and what teams 
I've increased the RPM a lot over between last season and this season. No, I'm talking about. Seems like it's everybody, right? No, like the top three. Like who's on? Oh. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so just don't mention the third team. Yeah. Just go top two. Top two are Dodgers number one, which is interesting because as mm. I covered in episode nine, that last year, as we're all aware, Trevor Bauer spent a year with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, and when he arrived, he and the Reds had the biggest increase in spin rate from season to season, aka from um, what is it, 2019 to 20 or 2018, 2019 to 2019 to 2020, biggest increase in spin rate as an entire team. Trevor Bauer now in the Dodgers, same thing happened. Peculiar, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, number two. Between 2019-2020 and 2020-2021, I don't know. The years are confusing. Between last season and this season uh, is Chicago White Sox. That's interesting because their entire pitching staff is really good, especially their starting Tony, division. Tony LaRusso also hates anything that was invented before the 1950s, too, so I can't imagine he would be a fan of spider Tack. Yeah. Tony you don't Larusso. think spider Tack was around before the 50s? See what oh you you can keep going, Steve. I'll I'll do my research. No, but Pine Tar was. So maybe that's what they used. Um, number three was the Boston Red Sox. I'll preface this with the fact that a lot of people on the Boston Red Sox were not on the Boston Red Sox last year. And this is just as an entire pitching staff. So it's not individual players, it's just like the Red Sox pitching staff as an entire big unit uh, had the third highest increase in RPMs from last season to this season, which is interesting because a lot of our starters were overperforming up until recently. And uh, to name one person in particular, uh, the guy that brings the good stuff, Garrett Richards has uh, seen a heavy, a moderate to heavy, I'll say, decrease in his RPMs on all of his pitches as of late. And the entire pitching staff has been kind of getting shelled recently. And the only way that the Red Sox have really been winning games is by scoring like 10 rounds. So I don't know, just something to look out for. Good point, Steve. Spider Tech began to be sold commercially in 2010. So that's about 60 years after Tony LaRussa likes anything invented. Interesting. Interesting. Anyways, Glossin, you got any notes for us? Sure. Um, what do we got? Steve, I like your white shirt. Thanks. My dog just wanted to come in my room, so I let him in. Nice. Yeah. Um, What's your dog's name? His name's Kato. K-A-Y-T-O. Sweet name. Yeah. How'd you get that name? Uh, we looked up names for dogs. <laughs> Never heard of anybody's dog being named Kato. It was far down the list. You're right. I didn't know if it was like a reference to anything. Yeah, I'll try and pick him up. He's a big dog. Is it the white dog? Come here. Oh, this is going on Twitter. Oh, oh. That, that is a big dog. That is a wow. huge dog. That is a cute dog. Wow. Damn. He's gonna be he's gonna be mad at me now. I'll make this <laughs> into a clip so that people it's a good idea. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe just like a screen grab even. I need I need that dog on Twitter. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just uh I'll make it like I'll screenshot it. That sweet. All right, yeah. Good. Let's hear the notes. I got two. You guys remember when I said Vladdy was going to be top three in AL MVP and somebody shit on me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Look at me now. <laughs> Look at me now. Uh, second one. Whenever Section 10 does their little ad for goslings, they always say that you can get for it. For that, I don't even know. What is it, whiskey? It's rum. Rum. Sorry. I don't drink. I'm not 21. Steve's only 21-year-old here. Yeah, that's why I knew what it was. Exactly. Um, I don't even know what rum is. Yeah, neither do I. I don't know either. Yeah, you do. You're 21. You're 21. It doesn't mean Nerd. I own a distillery in my backyard. <laughs> no, Anyways, I don't make rum. whenever they uh, advertise that particular rum, they always say that you can get it from one service or another service. One of the services happens to be Instacart. And Jared always favors the other service that isn't Instacart. I, I wonder if he knows that he is hurting the brand. By not by by pushing people away from Instacart. Eh, I don't think any of our listeners listen to their show, so I think that he started doing that prior to when we became affiliated with Instacart. Therefore, uh, you can't really fault the guy for it. Can't fault them. You can't Fair fault enough. Them. Everybody has their own opinion. My opinion is go use the link in our show notes to order some Instacart, baby. I agree. Also, uh, t-shirts are. St- obviously still up they're gonna be still up but Flying if you're getting your themselves. t-shirts yeah yeah they're doing they're doing well i'm happy to see that people are enjoying them if you're getting a t-shirt send us a picture in it and we'll uh we want to throw a little post together with all the the gone bridge listeners in their shirts i know steve's came in i'm still waiting on mine yeah uh Clawson, did you get yours yet no not yet yeah still still waiting on mine but um you guys yeah. ordered it after me. Yeah, mine. I ordered mine a couple days after you. Mine only. It took mine about a week, I believe, to uh to come in. So not bad at all. You can pay for faster shipping if you want to, but uh, I wouldn't. If I were you, it's not like you need these to to breathe. So I would just mm. take the the week shipping. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, yeah. If you got a Gone Bridge tea, and you want to be featured on the instagram send us a picture man or a girl i don't know who's ordering these um also are we actually never mind never mind uh alex cora impact player of the week uh Clawson? yeah ryan weber give him a 0.05 i'm gonna give him one percentage for every inning that the guy pitched because i give him a little credit for getting shelled but at the same time that dude is just hot garbage but he got paid for it, so I don't. I'm not that bothered by it. I commend him for finding another job as the Brewers' batting coach pitcher. Uh, really, really good, good stuff. Adding practice for him. Yeah, I. So he's he's at least got another job now with a major league team. That would actually be a really good job for a pitcher who's just goes out and gets shelled. Like someday when Rick Porcello is too old to throw Rick Porcello is not even in the bigs this year yeah he's not on a team maybe like CC Sabathia should be the the Yankees BP coach did you see that picture of CC he's like ripped now he's on steroids for sure him and Ortiz Ortiz looks pretty ripped I don't think Ortiz is on steroids Uh, but yeah Ortiz looks like he could go again yeah Uh, I mean pretty Ricky back in the bigs 
Yeah, I don't Gosh, know. Can't believe his nickname on baseball reference. Pretty Ricky or Ricky Raindrops? <laughs> what about Ricky Porchlight? Ricky Porchlights too. Wasn't there another one? Ricky uh, Brightlights. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. I don't. I don't Attractive know. Attractive Richard. It's <laughs> a good one. Big Dick Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll roll with that one. Um, Steve, who do you got for your your impact player of the week? I'm going to go with everybody besides – all right, the entire Red Sox pitching staff besides Nathan Avaldi. I'm going to give you uh, like a negative like 0. 0.6 because you guys have sucked recently. Oh, so I guess we're doing we're doing funny picks this week. I got. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know if you think that's I mean, funny, but I'm not laughing. All right. There's a very obvious choice this week. Yeah, you go with the the guy that deserves it. You know who I'm going with for my impact player of the week? I'm going with the big yak. Point one innings, absolutely dominated. He's got a zero ERA with the team. I'm going Yaxel Rios for my Alex Square impact player of the week, and I'm going to give him. A point two for how many cents he was traded to the Red Sox for? Twenty cents. How did we go through this whole segment and not mention Christian Arroyo or Alex Verdugo? I thought I thought Gardner or Raffy. Christian Arroyo. Christian Arroyo, I think, is the the overall the team pick. Yeah. If we had a general the, consensus, the consensus pick, gone bridge pick. I don't know. Honestly, this segment's more fun when you don't pick the random guy or the the maybe the not the maybe, random guy. The, maybe what we should do, obvious, is we should send out a poll and be like, "Who is your Alex Corey impact?" Mm, that's and a then, good idea. And then the awesome. most votes is like the people's choice. So when we send out the graphic, it's like the three of us and then the people's choice. Should we, should we make it like a write-in thing or should we make yeah. it? Uh, I think we make it a write-in. Like we put it on Instagram and people okay. can send in their their votes okay. and their rankings. And then whoever wins, we take that and then average out the rankings. All right. I like that. That's a good idea. I was also thinking about, because Ask On Bridge has been kind of dry the last couple of weeks, haven't been getting a lot of questions. What if we did a weekly, like, ask the listeners question, like a question, and we're like, we have like a prompt and they answer it, and then we share their answers on the show? Why did you say I wasn't like Sorry. Uh, I was saying that maybe we uh, do like a set, like, like a modified Ask on Bridge segment, like every other week where the we like ask a question i don't know like who do you think is going to hit the home like most home runs this week or who do you think needs to get sent down and the like listeners respond to the question ask the listeners yeah we could do something like that maybe which we call listeners the listeners yeah yeah, yeah that's a good point gombridge listeners should have a name hmm bridgers no, no. Too i thought easy. about that that was the first thing i thought of and I was like, no. Not the low-hanging fruit for this <laughs> name sucks. All right, we'll have to come back to this. Uh, well, maybe, maybe let us know if you got a name. Oh, oh, I've got a good one. Uh, let's call them. Uh, what does X say? What is he? Uh, something that. Oh, yeah. Ga- let's call them Gas Mastersons. 
<laughs> All right. We'll put a pin in that one <laughs> and maybe if anybody has better idea. I think gas Masterson's is the leader in the clubhouse right now. All right. I would say it is too. Okay. Um, what comes next? Uh, oh, ask on bridge comes next. <laughs> Wait, what about make baseball fun again? Make baseball fun again does come before that. You've got a good point. Uh, anybody have anything? <laughs> um, make baseball fun again. And somebody else tell me that Gardner looks like Christian Arroyo without a beard. Kinda. <laughs> See that? Actually, I was conceived between Charlie McAvoy and Christian Arroyo. That's gross. <laughs> All right. Um, my make. Steve, don't make that graphic. What? Don't make that graphic. I'm not gonna make it. But what? Are, can you do like those face morph things on the internet? Oh, that's a good point. I, you know, what? I might do that. I'll post that after that. Or I'll, I'll find a way to do that. All right. My uh, make baseball fun again. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with this, like, Tatis' 477-foot home run because that was a really far home run, and far home runs are cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my make baseball fun again moment. Man. Um, probably the Orioles just getting trampled upon by Jose Ramirez. I don't know if you guys saw that play where he got caught in a rundown between first and second, and then they forgot how to do baseball, kind of like the Pirates, and he somehow ended up at third base. Uh, I've not seen that clip, but I'll look it up. All right. So that was – uh. That was that was pretty cool. I don't really have too much uh, too much else on the segment. Uh, anyway, we got any other uh, any other things for this? If not, we'll throw it right into Ask on Bridge. All right. Uh, man, I honestly think that looking through this, I think on this spreadsheet we have, we've gone through every single question. Wait, did we answer the one that's like who's the best player in baseball right now? No, those are there's three there's legitimately three questions left from this past week, so we'll uh, we'll run through them today. Ask on Bridge. First question comes in from uh, who's getting a call? I was sorry. Uh, is that your girlfriend? Who uh, was it? My sister. She's locked out right now, so I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Uh oh. <laughs> um. So, Clausen, how we carry this episode pretty heavy without Steve, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the show is pretty much nothing without either of us. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that first question comes in from David. Oh, my gosh, Steve's back. Damn, dude, you missed us talking so much shit about you. I bet you were. I mean, I bet I'm going to, while I'm editing this, I'm going to just cry. You might. You and Garrett Cole, you can go cry together. Jesus. There's nothing like a good cry, guys. Don't, don't, don't shame. Don't underestimate it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, David asked, best player in whole MLB right now? Right now? Mike Trout. Mike Trout? That's where you're going with? Dude, I'm keeping this simple. We got, we got better questions to answer. Not going to lie. Well, yeah. All right, David. Good job. Your question's bad, according to Gardner. <laughs> it's a good question. I just don't I don't feel like putting on an explanation for two minutes as to why Mike Trout is the best player in the game. 
All right, I'm going to go with Vladdy because he just is too good. Too much of a wagon. I'm going to go with Acuna. Acuna. <laughs> it's been a long day. Acuna yeah, because awesome. there's pretty much nothing that guy can't do. And he's like a legitimate threat from 50-50 in the next three years. So I'm changing my answer to Jacob DeGrom. Next question comes in from Andrew, not me. Uh, he said, who's going to the bullpen when Sale returns? We Did we answer this a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think we talked about it. No, I said Perez, and you guys said no. It was, you know, it was a different question. It was phrased slightly differently. Okay. Well, actually, I think it's a good question because things have changed the last couple weeks. And I don't think of all these the answer anymore. I don't think so either. I think that as of right now, the guy who would go to the bullpen would be Garrett Richards. Probably realistically would be Garrett Richards, but at the same time, Eddie stinks really bad. He's not going to the pen, though. Yeah, Steve, has Eddie come off your stink list? You said he stunk last week until further notice. Is he still on no, there? No, he still stinks. Uh, yeah, he still stinks. Uh, I, I go as far as he stinks out loud. Wow. How about, how about this? How about this? He stinks on ice. Eddie on ice? You know. Like Disney oh, on ice? But I think that I've explained this before. In like one of the really early episodes, but when somebody says that you stink on ice, I used to think what Gardner clearly thinks right now is that it's like some kind of figure skating show where it's like Eddie stinks like on ice. Mm. However, that's not the why people say that. Did you know this, Gardner? No, I'm legitimately I have no idea where you're going. <laughs> people say that you stink on ice because when you like have like say you had like a piece of chicken that went bad right mm-hmm. you put it in the freezer what happens when it like freezes up it stops smelling right the smell right. goes away oh. when you, if you stink mm-hmm. on ice you Here. stink so bad that like you can like your stench can break through even whilst on ice interesting okay so eddie stinks on ice right now all right i uh that's a that's a fair point steve it's a fair point Um, awesome. um, I still think Perez goes to the pen. We'll see what happens. The next, the final question comes in from Internet's very slow today. In the meantime, I tried, I tried to morph Christian Arroyo's face and Charlie McAvoy's face together. Yeah, and I, I used a really bad website because all it did was just overlay the two, so it was just like Charlie McAvoy in the foreground and <laughs> Christian Roy on the background, and it looks nothing like either of them. So that was like a failed experiment. Does it look like Artie? No, not at all. It just looks like this like blurry picture of Christian Arroyo and Charlie McAvoy on top of each other. <sighs> all right, I got the name. Uh, question came in from in from Tyler. He said, who will the Red Sox target at the trade deadline? Charlie Blackman, ride or die, baby. <laughs> dude, dude, I don't know. Clearly, big yak. I think we got our big ac- acquisition. It's the yak man. 
Yeah. I mean, clearly, there's that guy. We'll revisit this question yeah. when we get closer to the act, man. Yeah, we're still six weeks out from the trade deadline. It's uh, let's get. We need some rumors to start stirring. Yeah, the the rumor mill. The rumor mill is dry. Not a lot of interest right now. Red Sox were interest kings of the off season. Not during the season. Um, yeah. Should we close up the ninth here? Sure. sure. All right. Let's do it. What do we got? Um, let me think. All right. My closing at the ninth is that. Oh, wait. We got one other thing we forgot to talk about. I mean, I was about to say it, but. All right. Go for it. Sorry. No, it's okay. My closing at the ninth. I'll make it my closing at the ninth. What? Go ahead. Okay. God. Is there a fourth person that's going to cut me off before I say this right now? <laughs> yeah, Darnell um, McDonald's actually uh, sitting in the Zoom waiting. Yeah, if he ever entered a Zoom, that'd be a surprise of the century. Anyway, my closing at the ninth is that we, as a podcast, Gone Bridge podcast, appeared on another podcast known as the down to the liar podcast i don't know if that's what gardner is going to talk about he's shaking his nope head. not at all <laughs> <laughs> all right well we appeared on down to the wire podcast it's a good episode we were on for the entire time oh yeah i forgot about that as well but um it's a good time check it out down to the wire it's on youtube actually it so you can like, watch our face and yeah you watch our faces <laughs> If you want to watch Kristen Arroyo talk with Brian, Steve, and Alex, you can do that. Yeah. All right. And anyway, I guess there's other stuff to talk about. So we're going to do that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Andrew Benintendi trade completed. Finally. Um, Red Sox take five pieces out of it. Franchi is one. Winkowski is the other. And then they pick up an outfielder named Freddie Valdez who sounds like a tank. He's like 18. He's like 6'3", 200 pounds. Um, the best comparison I got for him was uh, Franmil Reyes of the Indians. Just massive guy that hits tanks. Doesn't hit for good average, but if he pans out, that'd be pretty sweet. And then there are two right-handers, one named Grant Gambrel. Kind of sounds like a bum, but at the same time, we don't know. Uh, and then the other guy, Luis De La Rosa. I think he was like the Mets' 18th-ranked prospect. Seems like he's got some potential. Um, I don't think he's pitched above single A, but in, from what I've seen, he had like a two-point-something ERA. He strikes a lot of guys out, so we can hope. We can hope. Benny's started to turn it around. He's having a pretty good, uh, pretty good season. But I think he is hurt right now. Do you do something to his ribs? Hey, he's not playing for this series. Yeah, he's uh, he's hitting two eighty three now with eight home runs, thirty one RBI. I mean, he's you know he's turned it around. He's having a good season. So happy for him. But uh, the trade is done, so we can only hope that these prospects uh, pan out. Yeah, I got to take on this real quick. Um, ben Attendee is going to be like league average for his entire career. That's the way he's looking. He might have some outlier seasons where he's above league average. Probably some seasons where he's below league average. If any of these guys, even one of them out of the five, pans out to be at least league average, then the trade was fine. So everybody get over it. It's not only about Franchi Cordero. 
I mean, Steve, if you look at it and you take Franchi's Worcester stats and his MLB stats, he's hitting like 280. Yeah, with a lot of home runs, right? I think that there should be a automatic Zoom mute button for whenever Klaus mentions Franchi and it just turns his microphone off. Yeah, just kicks him to the meeting. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, my closing out the ninth thought, I've got three. What do I have? Three things. Three very quick wow, things. You had three things? I didn't realize we could get three things. I had four things last week. I thought it was wow. – it's very quick. All very quick. First of all, JD in left field, I want to see that as minimalistically as <laughs> I can because he was just – he slid for that ball last night and then started running after it, and I was just like, that's not – that's not what I need to see. That is um, JD fits in perfectly at the designated hitter position, which is awesome. Uh, I tweeted this out a couple weeks ago, but I don't think I mentioned it on the show. Uh, the hit movie, A Quiet Place 2, features Dave O'Brien in the opening scene. Very confusing process. Uh, I was watching the movie, and they were at like this baseball this kid's baseball game and they had the radio on and dave o'brien was like and mookie Betts rounds third base to come home i was just like a weird clip to pick for the movie uh my final closing up and i thought again i think this might be a little early a little premature but the way things are shaking out right now for the mock mlb mock draft which is about a month away jack Leiter is looking more and wait, more wait, like, wait, 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 wait 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 nope I'm not actually no. I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't say. Jack Leiter is getting drafted, correct? Jack Leiter is going to get drafted into the MLB. I'm not saying with who because I'm not going to jinx it. But fingers crossed. You know where I want him to go, but I'm not going to say it. That was a close one. That was good catch. Good catch. Anything else, boys? Anything else? Have a good weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. Buy some shirts. Uh, those socks, big weekend against the Kansas City Royals, and then we'll be we'll be added against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are playing the Mariners this weekend, so we will see what happens. But anyways, we appreciate everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to download it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gone Bridge Podcast and Twitter at Gone Bridge. Don't forget to use the link in our show notes for Instacart if you are looking for some Father's Day gifts and the shirts as well. Uh, and with that being said, we will be back next week with episode 37. See ya! <laughs>